All right. Were you taught that sex is necessary? That it's a human basic need, just like eating water, breathing, not eating water, eating, comma, water. (laughs) Okay, were you taught that? Because I feel like that's kind of always how I was taught. Like, anytime we talked about basic human needs in any class or anyone was just talking about basic human needs, sex was always one of those needs that was brought up as if we wouldn't survive without sex. But in reality, we would survive without sex, but we wouldn't procreate without sex. Well, these days, actually, you can procreate without sex. But I'm not here to tell you that you should never have sex, okay? I'm here to talk about the benefits of not having sex when it's not necessary. And the the boundaries that you can set with yourself of self-control when it comes to sex and how that can possibly affect your mindset, okay? So, I started this deal with myself um, almost a year ago. In March, it will be a year. Oh, that's next month. Okay, so I started this deal with myself um, to see how long I could go without sex and not necessarily just like to go without sex like forever but it's it's mostly until it feels like the actual right time not like to please someone else or to keep someone around or you know to give in to my own desires I really just wanted to see how it felt to have a lot more self-control over that aspect of my life. And before you think that I'm just like against sex because of, you know, whatever negative reasons, such as, (laughs) such as, you know, oh, she's never, you know, had good sex or whatever. I have, all right? Every partner that I've had, I've had great sex. And I'm sure they would say the same. This is so weird to talk about. But anyway, we're going to keep going. Also, it's not... I don't hate men or anything like that. Like, I, this is not stemming from... Like, it's not directly stemming from anything negative. I, I don't have anything against anyone. I'm not like, oh, I'm, you know gonna stay away from sex because like I hate all of these things no it's really like a a personal journey of self-control because I love to test my self-control but also I just felt like I mean I guess maybe there are negative aspects that I am trying to stay away from so one of those aspects is pregnancy and not that pregnancy is negative but I know that I am not ready to have kids. And that is always a risk, obviously, when, when sex is in the, in the play here, okay? Number two, how many times 
okay, this is, I guess, a question for you. How many times have you felt negative when, after you've had sex with someone? Even if it's someone that you love or care about or trust, there's still sometimes an aspect of like, oh, this is maybe not, this was maybe not the right time, you know, or this was maybe not for the right reasons. I think most of the times that I feel bad after sex, it's usually because I feel like I'm not truly connecting with the person. Like, this is just another excuse or another way, like like an easy way of so-called connecting with someone, with your partner. And a lot of times, it's kind of an excuse for solving your problems. If you're mad at each other, you have sex. If you have an argument or a disagreement, you have sex to solve that problem. If if you aren't feeling connected, you have sex to solve that problem. As if sex is the connector between, you know, two partners. I mean, it's a connect it it connects you in some ways but I don't think that those are healthy ways to connect with someone who you weren't already connected with. So here I am about a year in and the farther I get away from it, the easier it is to, it's not, well, it's not necessarily easier. It's just the, the farther I get from it, the better it feels the more I feel like in control of myself and I I feel like getting kind of farther away from relationships also, well, romantic relationships because in the same amount of time I haven't had any romantic interests or, you know, anything of the sort. I've really just been focusing on myself. But the farther I get from it, the more I'm like, yeah, it'll probably be a while before I get back into that. And part of what makes it easier to stay away from, like, the temptations of sex is literally just not being, not, not being so exposed to it, okay? And this is like, okay, I know this is already like a super controversial topic, but think about how much um, entertainment makes sex like so prevalent. So, okay, like how many shows do we know that have sex or movies or anything else? Like how many of those shows or music how many of those things have some kind of goal at some point to arouse the watcher or the listener, the viewer or the listener? You know, like, think about how many songs there are that are supposed to get you thinking that sex is, like, so important, you know? Like, they get you so excited about it. Like, we listen to those songs when we're young, you know? Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against these things. My point 
is that even with those things, we should still be able to separate ourselves and say, you know, that yes, that is there, you know, to arouse the viewer or the listener, but you don't have to give in to that every time. Like, you can see it and you can be like, oh yeah, like, that's cool, that's funny, that's sexy, that's whatever, and then let it go. It doesn't have to affect you to the point where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I need to be chasing this out. Maybe I need to be, you know, I don't know. So, I mostly kind of took the break from from the visual aspect. Like, I, I don't really listen to music very much right now, but I mostly took a break from the visual aspect of it, like, in the beginning. Because, obviously, in the beginning of, like, letting go of something that's, you know, an addiction or whatever, it's, it's, it's best to just cut yourself off from it, like, altogether. So I wasn't really, like, consuming anything to do with sex, if that makes sense. This is so odd. Oh my god. But it actually did make it a lot easier, because then I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have anything that was forcing me to think that that's what I needed back in my life. And the same thing for relationships. If you stop consuming things that are kind of supposed to make you think that relationships are, like, the only thing in life that you should pursue, then you don't feel so drawn to, like, find that in your life. And the other thing is, is you're not supposed to be looking for it in the first place. Like, it's supposed to find you. And that doesn't mean that every relationship that finds you is even good. And I'm talking about romantic relationships, by the way. Obviously, you should pursue friendships and, you know, relationship with, relationships with your family. I'm talking about romantic relationships or, more specifically, sexual relationships. This is also not the first time that I've done this. Um, I've done it before and I think that I went maybe, like, a year and a half or closer to two years. Um, probably for the same reasons, but I didn't have the same mindset going into it. Like, I still had the same desires and I still really wanted a relationship. I think I was more so holding out for a serious relationship, which who knows if that is what I ended up getting, like something that I really wanted, you know? Um, but this time is different because this time I've actually completely let go of like chasing after any kind of relationship, um, romantic, anytime I say relationship, I am talking about romantic relationships. I feel like because you consider, you know, like friendships and stuff and, you know, your relationships with your family relationships too, but I'm specifically talking about romantic relationships anytime I mention it in this podcast. Um, but for, for most of the time that, you know, I've been, I guess, sexually active or like, you know, going into relationships, even when I'm not in relationships, I feel like I'm usually still looking for one. Like, I think that I need one, you know, I'll be patient for it, but I still have the thoughts that like, that is the goal, is to at some point, you know, find this romantic 
relationship and that some point being you know as soon as possible but right now I feel I feel like it's not in my best interest and that I'm I'm really not pursuing it in any way I'm not talking to anyone so this is like a first for me um and I'm sharing it just because it it feels really enlightening I guess and like I said the aspect of self-control is really not like you need self-control for for everything you know if you want to succeed you need self-control it's really something that should be taught more I think by parents or in schools I hate schools by parents we'll go back to that and I'm also getting to step back and really get to observe the way that relationships serve other people around me and specifically like wrong well okay not wrong relationships okay I guess what I would personally consider how bad relationships um, affect people and how lost they get in those bad relationships and maybe even like how far away from what they want to be doing or what you know their purpose is in life I I feel like the wrong relationship will tear you away from the things that are more important to you in life and in general just drag your your emotions down and anything that you've built within yourself your confidence your your self-assurance all of that will be dragged down in the wrong relationship and also by relationship I also do mean um because I feel like anytime you are having sex with someone whether or not you're in a committed relationship I do still consider that a relationship I guess that's that's what I'm defining it as not everyone has to define it as that but to me anyone that I am emotionally or sexually involved with I would consider that a relationship it may not be a good one but it is still a relationship in my eyes but anyway back on the topic at hand I think that when we're taught about sex we should really be informed on how how much it affects your relationships and your perceptions um within your relationships with your partners there's so much confusion and i and and deception and and that's not just from your partner it's from sex itself they're like sex is very deceitful or can be okay i'm not saying that sex is just this super negative thing i think that it is something that is very beautiful but that it should certainly not be shared with as many people as most people share it with well okay i i should not say should because i don't want to i don't 
I'm not shaming anyone. I'm not shaming myself or anything for that. It, th- this is just something, you know, when we look, when we reflect on things that we have done, it's not necessarily to shame ourselves that we have done it, you know, because the, we, we weren't necessarily given all of the information on, you know, like you have to, you live and you learn. So I'm saying from, from now living and learning what sex is about, I do feel like it's very important to teach our youth about all of the aspects of sex, not just the physical aspects, because there are a lot of mental aspects, and I don't think that those are focused on as much um, in, in student health and, you know, maybe even in, like, talks with your parents. I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of information given to me from my mom. I really learned more from friends and movies and songs. See, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's that's a terrible way to learn about sex and it does not inform you of of all of the things that sex itself brings. Because I feel like when we talk about sex, we're usually talking about like like our partner, like what our partner brought to the table, whether they brought you know what I mean? Like some kind of deceitful thing, but it's, it's, it's the sex itself that can be deceitful because of the hormones that it gives off in each of your bodies. So it makes you think that maybe you love this person or that you are deeply connecting to this person when you're really just having a physical experience with them. Your connection to someone is what you already have naturally or what you build or what you go through together. Sex is just an additive of that. And 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 it's something that can bring, you know, life into the world. So it's it's not that sex itself is unimportant. It's just not as important, in my opinion, as what we've made it. And I just, I don't think, I don't think that it's a good idea for it to be talked about so lightly, um, like in music and stuff. I, I think that we should really be a lot gentler about how how we expose it in in music and in movies and and really be more forthcoming about about how different experiences with sex can affect your mental health and can affect your relationship and not that we should I keep saying should, and I don't mean to say should, but that we could, that I believe that we can do a lot better. And I think that a lot of things we just don't realize until we get to the point where we do. So it's not something that I 
that I'm saying, you know, it sucks. Again, like the, the shame thing. It's, it's not that I'm shaming the arts that we've already created. I just think that we can do better now. And using sex as this rite of passage that everyone then feels entitled to as if, you know, if they don't have it, they're completely missing out on this huge part of life. I think that gives the way wrong idea. Sex is not something that everyone is entitled to. Like, we, we've evolved to not be at the point where that's something that has to be done. Like, sex should be earned, not taken. You know, and, and that's like in, in the bigger sense. Like, I'm not even just talking about that R word that I would really not like to say. Literally, it's, it's the idea that I feel like kids or teens or who are young adults grow up thinking that if that's not something that they attain, that there's something wrong with them or I don't know. It, it just, if we didn't develop this entitlement that we all need or deserve sex at whatever point that we want it, maybe we wouldn't have you know, sexual assault in general and encompassing everything that is that. Because if we didn't, if we weren't raised to have these entitlements to it, it, like, it would just be something that if it happens, it happens. But if not, it's, there's no big push towards it. You know, it just, it's natural. It's just something that, that you find at some point in life. It doesn't have to be earlier. It doesn't have to be late. It's just something that two people decide this is the right time, you know, and, and not even saying it doesn't even have to be that you should only have see should see there we go again. It, it doesn't even have to be only one partner like your whole life. I understand that that's not really something that our younger generations believe in and even myself necessarily it's really that I think being a little pickier about it is better than not and I think it develops healthier ideas of sex and even even just healthier practices Okay, so here's what I've learned so far, or, or I guess what I've gained. And of course, these things are subject to be tested whenever I do start getting back into relationships and whatnot. So I've definitely gained a lot of respect for myself. Um... Of course, in the aspect of self-discipline, again, we're talking about self-discipline. It's, it's my favorite thing, okay? I love being able to show myself um, 
what I am capable of doing and of resisting. I think that that's really important and I think it's a show of strength, of mental strength. But I respect myself um, and I, I respect my boundaries of what it is that's required in order for me to pretty much like get into a relationship or get into a sexual relationship with someone, um, I feel a lot more confident in saying no to things that don't meet my standards um, and not feeling like I'm the one who's missing out or that I'm the one who needs to change my standards. And I don't mean that in any kind of offensive way to another person. It's really just we all have standards for a reason, you know. And if someone doesn't meet your standards, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that you guys maybe don't share the same views. You don't have the same standards. So you probably shouldn't be together. You know what I mean? Ugh, I said should again. Not should. Shouldn't. So instead of saying you guys shouldn't be together, maybe it's not right for you to be together with having different standards for the other person. Yes, got it. I'm also more focused on my own growth and success because I feel like when you get entangled with someone emotionally or sexually, you tend to take on whatever it is that they want from you. So if they want you to be this ultra successful person in whatever field it is that they want you to be that person in, or if they want you to do the opposite and they want you to be this stay-at-home person, it's, it's hard to, to get out of wanting to impress that person and go along with what they think that your path should be. And I think that that's um, a really good thing that I've learned from taking the break from both sex and relationships is that I don't want to get into something where someone is going to expect me to be or do something that wasn't already in my interest. Along with that, I've also stopped being so obsessed with like needing to impress someone when I go out. So, okay, I don't really go out to bars very often, but when I do, I don't feel the need to be, like, the perfect person in order to try and meet someone. Number one, because I just don't feel like I would meet my person at a bar. I don't drink, and I'm not really much of a partier anyway, so if I met someone that was at a bar, it's unlikely that we would have similar interests. But even just going out, you know, anywhere, like going out to get coffee or going to the store, I'm not 
so interested in what guys or just what other people in general are thinking of me in the way that like if they're interested in me or not if they want to date me I I'm not worried about that at all and it's kind of an it's a it's actually it takes a big stress off of you when you go out I mean I know that there are a lot of people who don't mind going out and like looking bad and so for me regardless of whether I look good or bad I'm not out to impress someone or get you know a relationship from it does that make sense I I don't know if if everyone thinks this way about relationships there are probably a lot of people who aren't as stressed on relationships but in the past when I was more obsessed with you know having a relationship I felt like anytime I was going somewhere um where there might be a person of interest that it was like something that I was looking out for I guess and it did make me feel like I needed to kind of be some sort of perfect or I don't know something like that so it's been nice to clear my head and not be focused on something that doesn't really serve me and isn't going to get me ahead in life obviously there are many lessons to be learned from everything that you experience good or bad or I guess perceived good or bad um including relationships whether or not they're healthy but I I have plenty going on in my head and to be able to clear out a whole section such as relationships <laughs> it's it's been nice nicer you know honestly i feel like it's maybe been filled with other things but that's you know its own topic in itself it'll be interesting to see how this how all of the things i've learned go when I do get into a relationship again so we'll have to recover this topic um whenever that is which will be a long time I'm guessing so don't hold your breath um I'm immensely enjoying not feeling the need to have sex or be in a relationship I it just takes it takes so much stress off of life I'm not worried about getting pregnant I'm not worried about somebody else's emotions that are kind of directly tied to mine and somebody else's um emotions affecting my day-to-day on that kind of level and the need to you know be succeeding in life in the way that the other person believes so I don't know maybe these are just ideas of unhealthy relationships so I guess healthy relationships would be I mean I guess that's the point is that if it were a healthy relationship we wouldn't be having this conversation so needless to say I haven't had 
very healthy relationships is where we're going with this. And that is saying something because I've had some pretty good relationships and I've had one or two relationships that were very negative for me at the time, but that I did learn a lot of lessons from. So I guess the bigger thing is also remember to learn your lessons from things because I was never someone to date the same person twice. I never had any of the same relationship issues because I took those breakups very hard. So I've learned my lessons right after those things. I went through everything that went on in the relationship and I was like, okay, what was I supposed to learn from this? And I learned that and I did not continue to go go into relationships that started out looking the same way as something that I'd already done before. So that was one test that I did pass. I mean, everything is just a test. You constantly go through things and anything that you experience, like it's, it's testing you in some way. So you just have to know that every single thing that happens to you or for you, however you, you know, decide to see that, just think like, okay, what, what am I learning from this? Like, what is the point? Why am I going through this? And it might not always be very easy to find out, but you do have to find it. Like, I would just sit and ponder things, but I'm also a very sensitive person, so I took things very personally, um, and I was usually just not very nice to myself after them. See, that's another really reason to, you know, not really indulge so much in relationships or sex, at least, like, not until you get to a point where you can see those things. Sometimes we do need to just take a step back. So maybe sometimes we do need to sit and experience it for a while and then have a time like this where you just take time back to reflect on everything that you've seen and learned and then decide, okay, how should I do this moving forward? You know, like maybe you do have to be in the thick of it for a while and then come back out and see what it looks like. If after every relationship I was sitting back and, you know, destroying myself because of it, then yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been in those relationships in the first place. There just, there are some relationships that whether it's because of sex that you're staying in the relationship or, you know, manipulation that it it takes a lot to recover from some of those things and it's and that's that's if you're even at the point where you can realize that you need to recover i think a lot of people get into even their old age and still haven't re- haven't resolved some of the issues that past relationships have caused it's very important to reflect on every experience that you have with someone, especially if it's something that doesn't make you feel good or makes you feel like you're moving backwards. Um, 
I know that it's easier if you start right away than trying to rebuild it after letting it go on for a really long time. I've had some personal experience with allowing myself to be in a relationship that I should have canceled way sooner than I did. But now I know how hard I stand on some of those points and some of those standards. So it's just something that I, that it's good it's good for other people. It's good to see other people's failures. So don't be upset when some of uh, when someone fails um and and you see it because you get to learn from their failures and also don't take other people's failures for granted. Don't just take it as that was their failure. See if there's something that you can learn from it. You know, so if you watch um say like your older sibling or your younger sibling, or your mother, or your father, whoever, if you have watched them in relationships, um, and you've seen the mistakes that they've made, don't go and make the same ones, you know? Like, see what you can learn from that experience, so that you don't have to then take on the experience, and then dig yourself out of that hole, you know, like, you might not have even had to go into that hole in the first place. All right, um, I feel like if we go any further, I'm just going to be rambling and probably wrapping up the exact same things that I've already talked about. So, I'm going to go ahead and and call this one. Um, I, I hope this isn't, um, offensive to anyone. I don't mean that in any way. Um, I try to talk about things in a more general place so that anyone can relate to them. I don't want to single anyone out and feel like they wouldn't be included in the conversation. So this goes for if you're a guy listening to this, if you're a girl listening to this, if you've had no partners and you're listening to this, if you've had many partners and you're listening to this, everyone is welcome to this and you, whether or not you agree with anything I say, um, you are still a valid person. Your opinion is still valid. You do not have to agree with a single thing that I've said in this whole thing. This is really just my, my thoughts, um, through my experience. You know, someone else could have a completely different view because they've gone through, different things and I have, um, you know, that's kind of why we're all here going through all of these things is because then we get to choose which one we agree more with and which one feels better to us. So, um, that's, that's that on that. But yeah, um, so I hope everyone feels included to, you know, my conversations. Um, yeah, I'm not singling anyone out. This is literally for anyone. I'm not saying, you know, you need to click off if you're not this type of person. No, this is literally up for discussion, you know? Like, everyone's opinions, um, especially related to their experiences, are all valid. So, yeah, um, hope you enjoy the topic anyway, whether or not you agree with it. 
it's fun to just sit and debate these kind of things. But um, I will see you or hear you next, or you will hear me more likely next podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.